The fourth Te Hata Oli Olsen presented the kids' TV programme after school. He worked in the bush treetopping, but it was teaching that he really wanted to do. Back then in the 60s, a man called Bill Hill travelled to Minginui and convinced his mum to allow Ollie to attend Teachers Training College. Now, after college at 26 years old, he worked for four years at Rotokawa Primary School in Rotorua. From that time, teaching has been at the very core of his work, whether it's in a classroom, on television programmes, in prisons, or in front of small or large audiences. As times have changed, so too has the way we communicate. Te Hata is now using the computer, Skype and online to teach his Modi Hawara e-studies. When I spoke with Te Hata a few weeks ago from his home in Balclutha, well, I got the sense that he has always embraced life with a sense of open arms and always an eagerness to learn. Kia ora, Ollie. <laughs> Kia ora, Justin. Kia ora. O taku pepeha. Hi. Te whaiti nui a toi. Um, he wang a nui o tūhui. Uh, so I'm Ngāti Whare o tūhui. Uh, we one of the hapu um, uh, of tūhui. Uh, and of course, I never knew that I was a Māori. Eh? I, I, I was brought up as a tūhui, so I didn't realise that, um, that I was a Māori until I was about 18. So tūhui first, Māori second. <laughs> when I said to mum, hey mum, are we, are we Māori? She says, oh, I don't know, boy. You better ask your brothers. Well, of course, you know, we, we, we should mention, I suppose, you know, our, your name will be familiar with, um, you know, some of like the likes of myself and kids who grew up in the 80s. I'm, um, of course, seeing you on TV on, on um, you know, on after school way back in the oh. ra. Um, and, you know, as you say via the emails that we've had, you are a broadcaster, writer, actor, public speaker, counsellor, but a new, well, not necessarily a new um, initiative for yourself, Ollie is Māori Hauora. What is, or where did the Māori Hauora program start and what is it? Well, I was lucky as a, as a child because my dad uh, clung on or held on to the, um, the teachings of Eo, which were uh, illegal to, to actually teach under the Tohunga Suppression Act. Um, and dad was brought up, uh, you know, tino, tino tuhoi. Uh, but in those tino tuhoitanga tana, uh, tuhoitanga, he, um, he never spoke English. And he was um, one of those ones that took the teachings quite seriously later on in life. Uh, and uh, the teachings are very open and they're, they're, they're like uh, open-ended questions, uh, open-ended statements, because he understood that uh, the Pautama, uh, for example, tells us that life continues on and on and on. No matter how much you learn, there's more to learn. And he espoused to that belief. Yeah, I grew up with that kind of background in my mum and my dad and my koro tamahana te tuhi. He was a tohuna whakairo. So he was that, a master carver? Aye. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, te tuhi uh, built uh, the, um, uh, one of the te tuhis, uh, this is uh, our koro's uh, either brother, we're not quite sure whether it's a brother or uncle, uh, actually uh, carved our meeting house, um, Hine Nui Te Pō. Uh, Rua Kenana gave it that name uh, at Te Whaiti. And uh, I grew up beside that marae, you see, and a lot of the symbolism in there was a normal thing for us to get exposed to. So later on in life, I learned, I knew I could read at the age of 26. So mm-hmm. I left teaching because I accidentally got into teaching. And I say accidentally because I wrote, learned everything. 
Um, but um, when I was 26, I realized I could I could learn any I could read any book, any material. So I left teaching and I studied the Bible. Uh, and uh, I was fascinated because I came face to face with metaphysics and esoterics. And I realized that our our ancient language, our, our, our language itself was very metaphysical and very, very esoteric. And they use personification as a norm. So when I looked at the word Modi and the Modi I've now coined is our consciousness energy, energy which is conscious of itself. So the Modi Hauru program is getting people in touch with that consciousness uh, and seeing how it writes my my story of my life. So we call it Pakiwai Tarapungaako. And they're two distinct story forms. So one is uh, the oral form, which is Pakiwai Tara, based on vibration, you know, Paki Paki. Mm-hmm. And the other one, Pudaka, is where the story is locked into something solid like like carvings and tukutuku panels and meeting houses and the exterior and the interior. Ollie, what's your definition of esoterics in metaphysics? Um, my, I'll stick to metaphysics because it's easier to explain. Yeah. Esoteric is, is similar. Um, but meta means outside of and physics, of course, the physical. So it's it's beyond the physical. So we have a, you know, when tohunga, a tohunga is a person who reads the tohu or is the keeper of the tohu and tohu are symbols. So when we look at uh, metaphysics, we're looking at the the other, not just at the physical represent the, the physical decoration in our arts and craft. We're looking at a language. Mm. Because you you explained to me in, in, in writing, Modi Haura is a Māori model which focuses on the inner knowings of intuition and sensitive perception. At yes. the core of Modi Haura is the idea that students or practitioners develop their own intimacy, understandings and knowings to a point where they can objectively observe people, see them for where they are and coach them to where they want to be. So Modi Haura, is it a sense of being? Yes, and it's just that. It is a sense of being. So what my father uh, did was in the early hours of the morning, and I understand this from a scientific point of view, it's a circadian rhythm of the earth. Um, Papa Tūnuka, he said, is uh, very much alive and well, and her energies can be felt at, at about 4.30 in the morning, or when the sun rises, when the, when the, when the night gives way to the daytime. Uh, so I used to get up and karakia with him on his shoulders, but he never was one for verbal karakia, it was internal. So the uh, the idea was, because uh, when he died, the koro took over the teachings to me, uh, and they weren't like formal teachings. They were given to me in rhythm and song and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, chants. Um, but I never appreciated them until I got to, to studying religion and uh, philosophy. Uh, and so I thought I'd have a look back because I cheated in a way. My brothers told me I shouldn't be writing things down on bits of paper. But I did, and I kept a box full of them. So I went back and I had a look at them, and I, then when I had a look into them to see whether our people had a philosophy and a psychology, yeah, it blew my mind. Um, and a lot because I was famous when you know during the times of the, if you like, that's my Pākehā pepehai, the keep cool till after school. <laughs> keep cool till after school, yes. Uh, a lot of queer and koro around the country. So what what I'm what I've developed here is a construct which I've taken from various koro and queer yes. and pakeke all over the country, put it together into a cohesive form. Um, when the uh, prison asked me to put a program together, I thought, geez, can I actually do this? Can I put this into a program? You know, for inmates' behaviour, to, to help them change their own behaviour? Uh, and we did it. So they became my uh, guinea pigs. 
So I tried it out on, um, you know, on inmates inside the prison because I figured if it can help them change themselves because this is about self-help. And so, Ollie, you're taking this, you're taking what you taught in the prisons, all that you've learned, and you have applied this to a program, and now you are... What I've just launched is Modi Holder e-studies online. E-studies, yes. And using Skype. And so I've got some students. I've got five active at the moment, and there are uh, more in the wings that are coming through. I can't have too many because my time gets used up. Um, but I'm encouraging people around the country, if they want me to go and... You know, my wife and I will travel anywhere in the country and we love taking seminars. I love, I'm a workshopaholic. <laughs> I'd rather be kanohiki to kanohi, eh? because there's such an exchange of energy and that's the modi that we're talking about. So, like, let's pretend then, Ollie, if we could, that um, I'm a student, I'm talking to you via Skype, which I am actually for this interview. What would be maybe the first couple of minutes, what would you ask me? Uh, well, uh, I'd be um, passing on to you in the same oral way that information was passed on to me. Mm. I send people a booklet, and the booklet's got the outline of the major concepts that we need to have a look at. Right. Uh, and then I, uh, when we have our chat, I'll, um, uh, they'll uh, tell me about themselves, and we'll get an idea of what their story looks like. So it's about Pakiwaitara and Pudaka, about stories. And uh, I'll tell them about the, um, the creation story as has been passed on to me, because there are many versions of these same stories. Yes, there are many versions of how many atua kaitiaki we had, and we find out from a psychological uh, psychological point of view and philosophical point of view uh, how though where those things sit, so that iu matua kore, which is personified, the personified uh, pure modi or pure energy, is all around us and inside of us, and how we can as as human beings we can access the, that whole field. Lynn McTaggart in her book called The Field calls it the field. That field contains all the information that's necessary for us to understand a lot of things. So the Maori Hauora program is for anybody from all walks of life, from all different backgrounds? Absolutely, absolutely. You don't have to have an understanding of te reo Maori either, and that's why I keep it in in, uh, in the English way, but I will use Maori terminology because yes. there is no equivalent, uh, you know, i roto i te reo Pākehā. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I try and find a bridge, and there are enough bridges you know, for people to make a, a connection to it, yeah. Now, Oli, um, tell us more about the waiata that you've so kindly <laughs> agreed to, to, to sing for us today. Yes. Um, yes. Does it kind of combine everything that you've just, we've just talked about into a more kind of simplistic sense, or what's a... Yes. It's, um, it's a pity that we don't have video, but uh, there are three uh, uh, pictures that this story is about. A young man gets, uh, gets arrested, um, and uh, this is a, fic- a fiction story based on that. And he's got three pictures on him that uh, actually uh, support that conviction. Uh, one of them's a spiral-looking thing, so they think that's a coil for making homemade bombs. And the next one is a, a closed circuit uh, for, um, once again, building a bomb. Uh, and the last one uh, is, uh, it looks like a crystal, and uh, there are crystal amplifiers, which they say, you know, is for building a bomb as well. So okay. this song is about how that guy tells them, no, no, this is indigenous. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so he's arrested, and, and you've, you've you've written a song based on that? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, how does that link to, oh, you're going to tell me soon in the lyrics, how yes. it links to Modi Hauwater. Yeah. Well, how, how does this sound? Is that all right? This is a 
song about a young man who was arrested for conspiring to carry out an act of terrorism. The judge called for a pre-hearing because he wanted to know about the pictures that were found on this person, which is one of the reasons why he was arrested. And this is his song. This is his story. Thank you for allowing me to address this court today. Truth is, I shouldn't really be here anyway. I know that you think that my pictures are drawings for making homemade bombs, but no way. That's why I gotta say, this is not a spring coil for making bombs. It's a spiral evolution of my soul. It's the cooling spiral of life, and it tells me that I'm part of a universal whole. It reminds me I'm a continuous life force and intertwined with all of life, including yours. I'm a spiral connection to other dimensions. According to universal laws, that's what this picture says. Yeah. There's no conspiracy. No way. This is all about connection. Yeah. This is all about oneness of spirit. Yeah. This is all about unity. That's what this picture is all about. The next picture, well, hey, I cannot see a destructive electronic circuit board. It's the Potama signature of Homer Tikka Tikka, God of Dreams and Goals to go toward. And climb up those stairways of life one by one. You can see there where they obviously show the ages and stages of life's different journeys where we learn about things and when we grow. You can place there the teacher, the preacher, the scholar. You can represent them all separately. Hey, there is no beginning and no ending to learning because we know that learning is an eternity. There's a saying that accompanies the Potama in my language. We say ma te wa. Right place, right time, and it builds up to wisdom. The ultimate goal by far. That's what this picture says. Yeah. There's no conspiracy. No way. This is all about dreams. It's all about... Tēnā koe te hata, Oli Olsen. Now, the full version of that waiata, No Conspiracy, is posted up on our page, radioNZ.co.nz forward slash te ahika. The song is about the symbols, or tohu, koru, pautama, and the pātiki. Now, te hata also celebrated his 70th birthday this past Tuesday in Rotorua. Neira te mihi, kia koe.